We could beat around the bush, but let's not. This is the greatest dirt track in the world, period. The dirt track by which the entire country is measured. The one place where it absolutely just needs more. The World 100, the best people in the world come to the race there. That's our Super Bowl trophy. That's our World Series trophy. It was the greatest race that I'd ever won. You finally won the World 100, the biggest race of the year, and it's just an unreal feeling. When you roll over that hill, it stands for self. The best track requires the best drivers, and Eldora has that too, especially in September for its biggest race. Larson wins seventh straight. He's won in just about everything you could imagine. What he did was something you will never, ever see again. $273,000 this week for big, sexy Brandon Overton. They are not going to catch Superman. In the 49th running of the biggest dirt race in the world, car 49 will do it. Jonathan Davenport wins his third World 100. For the first time ever, we'll see not one, but two World 100s run in the same weekend. No matter what you've done in the past, you'll remember you were a World 100 winner. What any dirt late model racer dreams of, that, that's the top of our game. It is the most important weekend in Eldora Speedway history. Let me say that again for those of you who might not have heard me. This coming weekend at Eldora, the running of the 51st and 50th World 100s is the most important weekend in the history of the racetrack. Derek, how's that for an opening salvo? I am Michael Rigsby inside the Dirt on Dirt and Flow Racing Studios, and it is a very, very important week. Not only for myself, who is an absolute staunch Eldora lover, but really for all of dirt late model racing when you think about it. The reason we have in our sport and in our industry so much of what we have now is because 50 years ago, this month, this time frame right here, 50 years ago, the original was in October, Earl and Bernice Baltus took a chance on a big late model event, a stock car event at the time, at least what were late models at the time, right? And slowly and surely that thing the World 100 turned into the biggest short track race on the planet in this weekend. It's not just that there are two of them in the same weekend, but it's the fact that we get to reflect. We get to honor the history and honor the legacy of what has happened at Eldora for the past five decades. To me, it all comes to a perfect head for the running of the 50th World 100 on Friday and Saturday. Derek Kessinger joins me now for our annual World 100 preview video cast that we have been doing for 15 years. And Suave, am I right about this? Is this the most important weekend in the history of Eldora Speedway? Because I think it is. Damn right it is, for <laughs> sure. All week I've been thinking about the iconic memories that Eldora has produced over the years. Berkey Bloomer, Bab Light, the Scales, the 2006 World 100, Moyer with the 6 effing globe. You kind of get choked up about it because it's been at the same racetrack for 50 years. It's arguably, if not the most famous dirt late model track in the entire country as well as the most famous dirt track in the country 
And you just get, uh, I don't know, you just always think about the great memories, and it's kind of hard to believe that it's the 50th running, like the big anniversary of a special race for so many people traveling from all parts of the country in the middle of nowhere when you see a Taj Mahal of a dirt track, Eldora Speedway. Well, and you, there's just not many things in life that no. last 50 years, right? There's not a lot of marriages that make it 50 years. There's I just hope of, I make it to 50 there's, years there's, old. There's not a lot of business. I think you'll, I think you'll get there or get close. We marriage hope. for you for 50 might be tough. You're 32 already, so that might. <laughs> you yeah, better get up. You better get sure. going if you're going to go. I just love the majesty of that. There's not a lot of things that last 50 years, and here we have something special that is standing the test of time. Derek, we have so much we are throwing at the viewers in the next 90 minutes or so. Like I said, for the 15th year in a row, 15 times we've done this media roundtable on this video cast as the experts of our sport, and they truly are the experts of our sport, offer their opinions on the four-day weekend, four days that's coming up in Western Ohio. We will hear from all of them. Brandon Shepard will join us to discuss the World 100. Can he become, Derek, the second ever Illinois driver to win the Globe? And we'll discuss his season a little bit. Third. Bob, you mean third. Uh, th well, it's uh, Bobby Pierce. Bad. Shit. Uh, okay. yeah, yeah, <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. So. Just come like on. yesterday when we were recording, <laughs> I had to check. I'm like, no, wait a minute. You're right. This. Technically. Technically the second Illinois driver. And is Sheppy heating up? Yes or no, Derek? Is he heating up just in time? Yeah, everybody's screwed. He's hot right now. Wow, okay. No, I mean, hopefully he can uh, show out a little bit, but uh, it's been a, what do you call it, a mediocre year is what people Ooh, would say. zing. People would say, zing. I don't say That's it. what people are saying. Yeah, I don't Brandon say it, Sheppy. But I, yeah, let's see if he can uh, make some noise. People forget, though, he led the first 60 laps yep, at the Dream, yep. so he might have a chance this year. Don't forget also, if you want to watch the World 100 live, there is only one place, an exclusive home to do it. DMAC, throw that graphic up. The 51st and 50th World 100s, thank you, Dustin McCarty, can be watched only live on Flow Racing all four nights, every lap, double the pleasure, double the world's. Those three guys there on the screen, Overton, Larson, and JD, probably your favorites. But don't forget, if you want to watch the World's 100s live this weekend, you can only do it on Flow Racing. Derek, before we get to the experts, let's you and I hit some high notes on the World 100 as we head into the weekend. I've got a series of notes I want to talk about. I want to let you go first. Give me some high points as we so head into gonna the go. I'm going to list mine off all I got four of them. Let's like them off. Other. Rapid right. fire. Let's go. I mean, will we see a Bloomquist moment? It's the 50th World 100. Surely something special is going to happen. I mean, how He'll do something. Yeah, something. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> right, hopefully right. it's for the good. I mean, how badass would it be if he's running the top five oh. with 20 laps to go and he's kind of old school, you know, making moves on the middle bottom? I mean, that would be absolutely wild. I would love to see that. Yes, he hasn't raced in a few months since I-80. Nick Hoffman's kind of replaced him, but he is playing on running the World 100. But... I mean, yes. it's Eldora, it's the 50th, some shenanigans yes, yes. is going to happen. He'll, he'll do something. On track, off track, Scott yes. will be involved so he, in a he headline, is, no doubt. His yes. leg is trending to be healthy by then? Yeah, yes, yeah. He, he is supposed to race at Eldora. I, I, whether Nick races also, I don't know. Scott, Derek, without question, there will be a headline. I mean, Larson, second time out in a late model at Eldora. He said it's the only time he has ever got passed and went backwards in the car was during the late model. In the he dream. got skunked. Imagine a guy who's won the World 100 and uh, the King's Royal in the same year. That'd be pretty wild to see, but he has more laps in that car. Uh, obviously, Kevin Rumley is pretty good at tuning a car for the World 100 and Eldora Speedway, so it'd be very inter interesting to see for the two days that Larson's there. Will he be able to make some noise? Obviously, he's one of the favorites, but... Again, last time he went backwards. Obviously, I hope he doesn't win personally, <laughs> but we need a late model guy to win that. And then, 
I mean, fans everywhere. I thought 2019 yep. was a madhouse, oh. but the, that was a 49th running. We skipped a year. All people are just talking about group texts I'm getting, people asking where I'm going to be for the World 100. I think everybody is getting amped up for this I'm week. I'm not going to tell you how far ahead they are on ticket sales. Let me just tell you, get your 50-50 tickets yeah, now, that's, and we're going to be asshole. That's my to bold prediction, that we're going to have two <laughs> different sets of $100,000 win 50-50. Obviously, Friday, I mentioned last week in the other video cast, is already up to like $40,000. Saturday, we got to 80000 in 2019. We're going to get that to 100000 So. Maybe later me and Kovac can split on tickets and win some money. My last thing is, can a first-timer pull off an upset? Guys who haven't won the dream or the world, obviously the favorites are Hudson O'Neill, Kyle Bronson, Turbo, who's making his triumphant return to WRG events, and then Bab, I think, is the top four guys who haven't won a major crown jewel. Well, how about Kyle Larson? Maybe Kyle Larson, too. He's won the King's Royal. Oh, you're saying, okay, even a sprint car contract. Gotcha, okay. Those I don't know. It'll be pretty interesting to see. We'll have to wait and see. Great notes. I've got a couple, too, before we get to the media roundtable. I'm excited for the first night in the eyes that will be on Brandon Overton, right? Coming off his June performance, he wins all four races. Everybody's going to be thinking about that momentum, Derek. I think so many eyes will be on him that first night. Can he carry it over and win five in a row? I'm also excited about the former champions that are going to be there. When you get an event like the 50th, so many of those guys are going to come back. Larry Moore, Charlie Schwartz, Jeff Purvis, Steve Francis, just a few of the guys I know that are going to be there. We're going to have them on, Derek, over on the Turn 2 stage that I'll have set up. I'm excited to chat with some of those former winners and just talk about the legacy and the history of Eldora and the World 100. How about this also? So many times in my life and my career, Eldora has made big announcements about the future at the World 100. I don't know that they are or aren't, but I'm hearing... I'm hearing some whispers. Maybe there's some stuff. Maybe there's some stuff, Derek, in the future of Eldora and some exciting news and some exciting things that, that we could hear about. A zillion dollars a win. Sure. That'd be awesome. <laughs> a zillion more than a million, a trillion. A, I think a, a, zillions is like... It's an infinite, yeah, it's an infinite pretty much. number. And also, uh, going under the radar, it's $3,000 to start, Derek. The World 100 now pays $3,000 to start. I don't think enough people are talking about that. That's why I have the most uh, start money I think this race has ever is paid. Is that for both of them or just the 50th? I believe it's for both. Yeah, so if you make both shows, it's six grand right yep, there. And yep. That's bare minimum. And then obviously, if you can keep moving forward, more money for you. So that's kudos to Roger Slack yep. and company. And, and Tony Stewart, and of course, and Brett Frude and those guys as well. And lastly, I think the car count will be under 100, and I don't think anybody gives a shit. What do you Stephen think? Stephen A. Smith, we don't care. <laughs> we don't as care. As long as you got the it's best in the be business It's an unbelievable there. weekend. I think we've, we've gotten over the car count over 100 stigma at Eldora. I think it goes under and I don't think anybody cares. All right, media roundtable time. That was notes from Derek and I, what we expect. He's the leadoff man that the world needs right now. See what I did there, Derek? He's I the leadoff man there. the world needs. Is he in Central or Eastern time zone? He, no ben Shelton has no idea what time zone he is right now. He is on the road to Eldora and is utterly confused right now. Double meaning. One of my great friends and the best pit reporter in America, bar none. It's Ben Shelton who joins us. Ben, it's the 50th World 100. I just, I know you're, you're on the road to Eldora and your mind's a little crazy right now, but hone in for a second if you could. It's the 50th World 100. What does that mean, man? Pure history. I mean, this is our Super Bowl, and if you disagree with me on that, you're an idiot. I mean, now we have two in a week. Mike Marler told me last week, this week, shit, I don't know what week it is anymore. He's having a hard time wrapping his head around the chance to win two Globes in the same weekend. Jimmy Owens said, I can literally double the number of Globes I have in four days. You know, so it's something that even two years ago, none of us would have ever believed to be a thing. And, you know, then I just think about the grandness of having the World 100 again, period. There's nothing like it. 
and I'm pumped to see what the electricity is going to be like for four straight days there with the world back for the first time in, you know, in two years. What are you eyeballing most this coming weekend? You talked a little bit about the history and stuff there, but what do you have your eyes on most as you head into Rossburg? I mean, I think it's clearly two giant storylines. And first, can Brandon Overton bring that same magic into the weekend and sweep both worlds? I mean, based on his dominance of the dream, you want to say yes, but on the flip side, if you've been around this humbling sport for very long <laughs> at all, you know what works one day doesn't necessarily work the next. So I'm looking to see how that plays out. And then next, it's Kyle Larson. Some of the listeners, go ahead, roll your damn eyes. I, I know that you're <laughs> going to say he's being brought up again, but he's being brought up again because he keeps accomplishing amazing feats. I believe he's only going to get to run the 51st World because he's got uh, commitments on Friday and Saturday. So he's only going to get one chance to get it done, but never in my lifetime did I think a guy would head into a World 100 with senior wins already in the Chili Bowl, the Kings Royal, the Knoxville Nationals, the Prairie Dirt Classic, and oh yeah, he's leading the current NASCAR Cup Series points. <laughs> I mean, I mean, just think about that. I mean, I mean, a lot of the places he's been this year, it's almost to me like he's playing a video game and the competition level keeps getting set to beginner mode, so he just beats them into the ground. I mean, it, it's just crazy. Can he get a globe, though? That's the question. That's the two lines for me, Overton and Larson. Ben, you're always prepared with your notes. You're always dialed in with giving the fans at home just something they never heard before with the driver or the track. But are you preparing a little bit more because we're going to have some legends there? Maybe you get to interview some former winners. I feel like it's a big weekend, and I think you're going to be dialed in with all your note-taking. <laughs> I'm going to say this right now. I have not been as nervous to make sure I'm ready for an event <laughs> maybe in my entire career because it's – Dude, it's Eldora, and look, we all, all of us, we all give everything we got to every event, but it's Eldora, it's the World 100, and it's it's two worlds in one week. I just can't, I, I, right now, I feel like James Essex is probably just, just pacing. <laughs> I mean, he's got like 800 note cards, they're spread out everywhere, it's a beautiful mind, he's got, I mean, I just, I think we're, I know Dustin, he, you're going to talk to him in a minute, I know he feels that way, Mike Norris is back, Mike will probably have four cases of beer every day, I mean, it's a... <laughs> It's a lot, but it's an honor and to get to be there with former champions. And whoever wins the two this year, it's pretty amazing, dude. Benji, there's two, not just one winner pick, there's two winner picks. Who you got for the 51st first and the 50th second? Who are your winners? Well, with the 51st, I'm going to go on Thursday night. I'm going to welcome Brandon Overton to the Eldor Speedway Victory Lane stage. He'll become only the eighth driver to win the Dirt Late Model Dream and the World 100. And... Getting his, he'll get his first globe in that 51st World 100, and in the 50th, T Max going to join me on that stage to pick up his second globe. I really think Tim McCready is going to get him another World 100 win. Ben, you are on your way to Scott Bloomquist's race shop now on the way to the Road to Eldora. Are you prepared for that today? That's a bonus question. You're going to spend the day with Team Zero. You okay? <laughs> I am ready. Jacob Nord just texted me. He knows I'm going to be there in 30 minutes. He sent me a picture of the 1998 Dream Hatchet I saw that. that Scott has in his shop. And uh, heading that way, and Scott, he said Scott is sweating profusely. He's in full World 100 prep. Guys, if you never hear from me again, just know I died happy. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Benji. We'll see you next week. Uh, I like to tell right, our next you. guest that his brothers have made him more famous than he could ever become on his own. It's our own, who I love, Joshua Joyner, whose brothers, of course, are the stars of Hunt the Front. Joshua Derek, a little bit of a star of Hunt the Front. I think he's as the well. face of it. A little uh, bit. Joshua, do you think do you think you'll feel any different at Eldora? Being the 50th, do you think you'll be able to kind of feel that that this weekend Eldora is not the same as other weekends at Eldora, bud? Uh, yeah, definitely. But re real quick, you know, around home down here in the Florida Panhandle, I used to kind of be the uh, quote-unquote 
famous brother because I worked <laughs> for Dirt on Dirt, and you know it was really cool within the local racing community. But now that the uh, you know, the front, the front stuff is really taking off. I'm kind of just the other brother. The other brother, so, yes. Really the other, the third yeah. joiner brother. Right, right. <laughs> right, yeah, that, that one that shows up every now and then. But, yeah, <laughs> no, I'm excited to get back to Eldora, as I'm sure a lot, a lot of people are. Um, I think the week will certainly have, you know, a special feel about it, a level of excitement we don't see very often, if, if ever, probably. Um, but just like, you know, for me, just like at the Dream, I do kind of worry about the, the four nights of racing might be a bit much uh, – you know, for the excitement or enthusiasm level for the teams and the drivers, um, perhaps. I know we felt that a little bit at the dream, but I think for the fans is, you know, by the time we get to the, the Friday and definitely Saturday, it's, uh, it's just going to be huge. And I think it's going to be that, like you said, that excitement level, that feeling you get uh, when you walk through the pit areas down uh, pit road there, the staging as cars are lining up and the, you can hear the fans on, in the stands. I think it's just going to be huge come Saturday around uh, time for heat races. Brandon Overton will obviously be a very hot topic all weekend, Joshua. He said something interesting to me back at the PDC. He said, and I'm asking you this because you're a Southern guy, of course. He said, the way we drive in the South, him, Jimmy, Scott, JD, it is kind of a perfect suit for Eldora now, the way Eldora currently races. Do you think he's right about that? Is that why these Southern guys are having so much success at Eldora now? Yeah, I, I 100% agree, and and that's not just because I don't want to be the guy that, that that questions the you know the hottest driver in the country right now. But we saw it earlier this year at the Dream, of course, where it wasn't just uh, Overton. You know, uh, Madden was good as well, uh, and guys from the South have been you know really good there in the past. I mean, hey, the the uh, the second Dream, the top three were Southern Southern guys that really were able to use that kind of momentum line, and then there was a little rubber, and they they were able to to get in the rubber, and and they were the, the better cars at the end. Um, you know, I think that's that's says something about the guys from the south that have that experience uh, racing down here because we really don't have a, you know those big cushions like you see up in in the midwest most southern guys don't don't do a lot of that style of racing at least not until they start to travel uh, a little more broadly um you know so they learn to drive without something to lean on they learn to run that momentum line and, and to keep traction uh with their car and, and stay and drive fast that way and that seems to be what's working right now now at eldora i do go back you know there's been years in the past i remember when i first started going up there you had to be able to run up high and run, you know, not, not just the cushion, but on the wall um, to be fast up there. So I think some of it maybe with the, you know, changes in technology and the, the grip these cars have today. And uh, some may be with a little bit the way the tracks shaped uh, these days, the, the banking perhaps. Um, but I do, I think there's also, you know, there's a benefit to that. Of course, it shows at Eldora, but you know, those guys that, that don't have a whole lot of opportunity to run the cushion down here in the South, it also shows uh, uh, when they do get, uh, get the chance. I, I think of my brother, Joseph, going up to Fairbury for the first time, uh, this year and kind of looking like a fish out of water when he hit that uh, Fairberry cushion for the first time. So there's pros and cons to it, but it's definitely a, a pro, I would say, right now at Eldora. All right, Joshua, expectations for Hunt the Front. You know, big big debut at Eldora. I don't want you guys to go out there, like you said, at Fairberry struggle. I don't want you guys to go out there and get embarrassed is basically what I'm saying. So <laughs> what's the expectations for the team? <laughs> well, well, first of all, when you say you guys, that's only if they do well, am I included in, in that? <laughs> the other brother, only you know? if they're good. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> right. No, I mean, you know, I'll, I'll, you know, we, we see it from, you know, a small team uh, point of view, you know, yeah, we've, we've, I say we are our team, my brother and my brothers have really branched out, uh, thankfully through the, you know, popularity and resources they've gained through their, their following online. Um, but it's still kind of, you see it as you look at that, like I think you mentioned it earlier, Michael, the 3000 to start, uh, for the two, the two features. And I'm sure it's good start money for the prelim features as well. And it's like, you know, if I can just go up there and, or we can just go up there and make, you know, one of those, make our prelim features, one of them, make one of the big shows, it's, it's a good trip, you know? So I think the expectation is to go there and, 
and be competitive, you know, being in the mix, not run the back of a heat race, uh, that would be a little disappointing and, and, and learn, I think for Joseph, um, you know, it's going to be a totally different animal for him. We don't, uh, you know, just like we don't have tracks with a, a lot of, uh, you know, big cushions down here. We don't have a lot of big tracks down here, um, like that big half miles in our area. So it'll be a learning experience all around and, and hopefully one that goes well for him. Joshua, give me a couple of quick nuggets before you pick your winners. A couple of little things that you got your eyes on this weekend. You know, again, I, I look at things from the small team point of view, the regional guys, that's just because that's what I, you know, I grew up, you know, we, you know, family of weekly racers and kind of branched out on the regional level. And like I said, we're still, still a budget team. So I see what they're going through and I know what other guys at level are going through. And I'm really worried uh, for those guys, especially about the tire shortage situation. And I know people are tired of hearing about it and I hate to bring it up, but it does stand out as something that is potentially noteworthy uh, as we're seeing some events canceled because of uh, tire shortage. Um, you know, I don't think it's going to be a problem for the guys who have, you know, an inventory of those LM tires. But when you talk about, you know, guys from the Southeast coming up there that have never run the LM tires or, you know, don't you know run them very, very often, um, it could be a problem. I was asking Joseph about it uh, the other day, and he says they um, one of the benefits of missing the show at Fairbury is they have some tires left over. <laughs> they'll, uh, they'll run at Eldora. So um, they're, they're good as far as that goes, and they've got some used stuff that they think they can get through the definitely the, the first two nights. Um, but they don't know if they're going to be able to get up there and get tires. And there's just a lot of uncertainty around it. And it's not just them. I talked to uh, the Dalton Cook, Georgia driver, who's uh, going up there for the first time, excited to be going. And I asked him about the tire situation, and he said he does, he's the same boat. He's had to get as many used tires as he could. He's just going to go up there. His exact words is he's going to wing it with the used tires he's got. He knows he's not going to be as competitive, and he's going to hope he can maybe get his hands on some some new stuff when he gets there. So um, I, I wonder if that will hurt the car count a little bit. Guys decide they don't want to make the trip knowing they're – they're already behind the eight ball with used tires or if they even can get tires. Um, but, you know, and I just really hate that, that, that situation. And, you know, we're having to deal with it at all in the sport, but especially I hate it for the, the smaller guys, the smaller teams, because it seems to be hitting them a little harder. Joshua, give me your two winners, 51st and 50th World 100s. Um, I'm just giving you one because I'd really hate to make the obvious. I'd hate to be the guy to make the obvious pick. Um, but at this point, how do you not pick Brandon Overton? I mean, he was literally unbeatable there in June. He's been arguably, arguably the best driver in the country since then. I, I mean, he proved he can do it. The last time everyone questioned, no, no one thought, or most people thought no one could sweep him. He proved to be the guy that could do it. I see no reason to, to, to bet on anyone else doing it um, other than him just based on the way he's performed. So, yeah, I'm going with him, I, and I'm going to pick him to win both. Maybe not because I really think he can win both, just because luck and everything else, all the other factors, but because I think he's the odds-on favorite to win them both. So if I pick him for both, he's going to win one of them. Joshua, I want you to know, you'll always be the number one joiner brother in my heart, okay? I just want you to know I, that. To yeah, me, you'll you always be my number day, one. Michael. <laughs> <laughs> all right, you love you, buddy. We'll see you at Eldora, okay? Derek, what does Kovac yep. always say when he sees you out in public? There he is. Kevin. There he is. So we're going to say that to him now. There, there he, he is. is. Kevin Kovac joins us now on the Media Roundtable. <laughs> Kovac, the biggest thing on your mind as we head into Eldora is what? <laughs> I'm kind of wondering how, how – What's the? I know the atmosphere is going to be cool. I know it's going to be uh, – it's, it's Eldora. There's going to be a lot of people there. But how does having two of them affect the 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 feeling in that area the 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 energy for what should be the 50th i mean if it was just one race and this was the 50th eldora world 100 i mean that would just be it, it would i think i feel like it would even be bigger than i mean it's just pretty cool having two of them but having just the one everything focused on the one which now i mean actually i mean technically you could say the 50th is the first one i mean it's like if you're going to go counting the right direction 
in the right way. The 50th is on Thursday and the 51st. Stop thinking about it, Kovac. All right. Quit. Don't dive too (laughs) far into that. All right. (laughs) I I know. I I, I can't help thinking that though, but uh, because it's the order of things in the world. But uh, so I'm just wondering how it will feel uh, when you have uh, that 50th on Saturday. Is it going to feel like it would have been if there were just one? But I, I think it will have a pretty good um, you know, atmosphere just because of all those old old uh, former winners that will be there. I think that's going to add to it and give it that specialness that uh, that you know like that it could lose a little bit because you got two of them, uh, you know, back to back. Kovac, I want to like just tell the people at home your tips and pointers of how like you just gather all this information. Like, what do you like always? come up with a story before the feature starts or you kind of play it by ear. It just seems like you're always dialed in during Eldora weekend. I agree. He's locked in the <laughs> yeah. Big E. I agree. I mean, they, they have a memorial like building for it's you. It's the Kevin so. Kovac Memorial uh, <laughs> press press area. Media. And yeah, he's media not center. dead yet. A yeah, reminder. So. So. It just seems like you're always dialed in and yeah. there's some tips and pointers for uh, maybe some up and coming reporters. Oh, I, I don't know. But, like, I'm always rooting for the story. I mean, that that's what you always, as a reporter, that's what you kind of do. You mean, you, you want something to happen that's going to, or a guy that wins that's going to be very, uh, you know, I mean, you can really dig into it and, and go into the nitty gritty of how they got there and, and maybe have some drama in there, like how they've, uh, how they've done it. So like when, when that race is going on, I'm thinking, you know, Oh man, that guy, when he takes the lead or something, well, if that guy wins it, this is what I'm going to go after, you know, because I want to, you know, all the time when, it, especially for the worlds and the dreams, I, I really dig deep. Uh, I want to try to dig deeper for a, lo- a bigger, more uh, uh, defined, more uh, detailed story. And so it's going through my mind. There's no doubt, like as that race is going on. So I'll be ready to like try to, you know, that's going to be. Uh, but there's there's definitely some guys that are, you know, going to they would just naturally become a better story just because they're more quotable or or they have a backstory this year that, you know, they had a struggled or, or they, they won so much. And, you know, and, and I'll tell you what, even if Brandon Overton would win two of them, this, this, uh, this, that's a this story. Week, uh, that's a story. Right? I mean, I, it's a story. I mean, I, I have no, I, like I've said this before, like Brandon Overton can win every race and I still feel like I'll be able to get something. It won't get old, uh, the story wise, because he's just a very quotable guy and he really breaks down races well. And, and I think there's always going to be something there when he wins that'll make it interesting to, for a writer to to go after. So that's that's kind of way I look at it. Kovac, I asked Joshua for a few nuggets. My dad referred to you as I have it on the note here. The king of the note is what my dad Barry referred to you. <laughs> the king of the note bear called you. So uh, un- unload your clip note king on us. Give us your pre World 100 notes. Hit us with them. Well, I got. Well, so I want to start like I, I was hoping this guy would be there is Josh Wright. I yeah. checked with him today to double check if he would be there. And, and he's not going to, uh, because he only has one motor left. Remember he blew that one up in big time fashion. Uh, one of his motors up at, at the dream when it just melted down in the infield. Uh, but he said he only has one motor left and it would be lapped out by the end of the weekend. So uh, he has to just kind of save that so he can do more racing this year. So I know he's disappointed. He won't be there, but uh, there's going to be plenty of other guys like Michael Norris is ready to, to get a top 10 finish in the dream. I mean, in the world 100, and he's, he's qualified for the dreams in the worlds and uh, his top finishes in the worlds are a 16th and a 19th, but uh, he ran really well last weekend at, at Port Royal in the two races, There's top 10, both nights, uh, just a real competitive uh, uh, 
uh, runs for him. And, and he's got a few more hundred lappers under his belt now. I know that's always been a thing where he's uh, uh, not really experienced in the longer races. And, and I, I feel like he's going to, he's going to have a good run. This is going to be his best ever uh, world 100 finish in one of those races this weekend. And uh, uh, check with stormy Scott, you know, like he, last time they had a world 100, Two years ago, he was fourth, if you remember. Yeah, uh, it was one of his like main, you know, very good run that Stormy had. But he's had a good year this year too. I mean, he's made some uh, noise uh, all season long. And here's a uh, Stormy crash really hard on Friday night at Port Royal. His third night out with that race car, that Longhorn car, and he got it front and back. I mean, that thing was tore up. Uh, he wasn't even going to be racing on Saturday if they would have raced. So. He had to go down a Longhorn, and he got that car prepared now. He says he's back at the, on the way to the shop today uh, and was going to be working on that, getting that ready. So he'll have two cars, have that newer one rebuilt, and have another one ready to go, his older car. So I'll have two cars at Eldora, and then maybe he can, uh, you know, I mean, he ran good at the Dream, too. Let's remember, yeah, he almost won one of the prelims, too. It just kind of hit me um, uh, you know, back in June. And one other note here, Devin Moran, I just, uh, you know, how great he's been this season, all the wins he has, and hasn't had a lot of success at Eldora, uh, hasn't been in a World 100 since 2018, and I look back at his uh, finishes, and they were, uh, he's running four, he started the World 100 four times, finished 23rd and 15th, and then 16th, uh, very consistent here in 16, 17, and 18. Um, so this could be, a, this was, he could fifth and six starts possibly this weekend. Uh, maybe he gets in. Does he break through? I mean, I look back at his his father, who, by the way, his father Donnie is the last guy who's won back to back. That's right. Uh, World One Hundred, so back in '96 and '97, and Donnie's uh, first win in the World One Hundred came 1989. That was his seventh feature start in the World One Hundred. So Devin hasn't gotten seven feature starts under his belt yet. So uh, uh, I don't know. It's either he's going to be waiting for that, or maybe he can beat his father if he can get going. The way he's running this year, I wouldn't count him out. That's Sure. Kovac, you've got two World 100s. Make two World 100 winner picks for us, please. I'm actually staying with the same picks I went with back in June with the Dream, which I had picked Brandon Overton and Chris Madden. And so I say Brandon Overton, he continues the streak in the first one. But then just, I mean, it's 400. You think about this, 400 laps of no problems and everything goes smoothly. Uh, I don't know. I mean, uh, I, I think maybe by that second one, by that second one on Saturday night, it doesn't happen. And, and Chris Madden is going to wow, finally get. almost got it. Finally. He was the one. Who, yeah, he's the. Yeah, I, I, he just got it. Like he's got to win there eventually, and uh, one of the big ones. And I think uh, he had a little disappointment last week uh, at um, uh, at Davenport in the tangle uh, with uh, Bobby Pierce when he was running second. I think he makes up for that, and he puts that all on his back, and, and, he, and he gets his first World 100 win. Hey, how about this, Suave? There he goes. There he goes. Bye-bye, bye. <laughs> little sweet See Kevin. you at Eldora, Kevin. Thank yeah. you. I'll say there he is in a few days at Eldora. There he <laughs> is. Uh, Todd Turner and DJ right around the corner, but our next-to-next-to-last guest on the media roundtable is Robert Holman. Robert, you're a guy that appreciates history and nostalgia. I know that about you. Do you think people are appreciating enough – What's about to happen at Eldora this weekend? Not many events in the world, uh, literally, uh, concerts, whatever it is, last for 50 years. Yet here we are with this little old dirt late model race. It's, it's, it's really something, isn't it, that for the 50th time we're about to do this. Robert, are you there? Hey, Michael. 
the did you have me on mute still, Robert? Did you have me on mute? I, I was trying out some new uh, some new headphones, and uh, <laughs> I, I don't do electronics very well, so uh, we're going to get back to the basics here. <laughs> All right. So th- that was perfect. Uh, did you hear my question, and, and, and can you take it from I, there? I heard you. Okay, the, go ahead. Go the ahead. headphones work perfectly. I heard the question. <laughs> All right, you go ahead. Go ahead, sir. All right. But, yeah, you know, you're right. It really, it really, really is impressive, you know, uh, to kind of put it into perspective. Um, you know, as far as I know, there's only that one race, the Hillbilly 100, that's been around longer than the World 100. And the Hillbilly started in, in 67. That was four years before the first World 100. But, of course, you know, the Hillbilly has been at five different venues through the years, whereas the World 100 has had the stability of Eldora Speedway, thanks largely, obviously, to the vision of, of Earl and Bernice Baltus and now the commitment that, that Tony Stewart has made to this event, to the, to the track itself and obviously to this event. You know, the World 100, it, man, it, it set the standard for what a, a, regardless of when it happened or when it came or who came first, the World 100 set the standard for what a major dirt late model event should be. And, you know, it's paved the way for some of today's biggest races. You know, the Dirt Track World Championship, it's only 40 years old. You know, there are a handful of other races out there that are actually older than that you know the herald review 100 and and the pittsburgher they're both 41 years old the yankee dirt track classics 43 usa 100 is 44 so all all these prestigious events that we have around the country they pretty much got their start after the world 100 and i think based on the success and publicity because you know the the media in that area is always given the world 100 it's due coverage i think uh and so with the publicity and, and all that the, that the World 100 received, these other promoters kind of said, hey, we want to be like that. We want an event like that. So, you know, the World 100, it set the standard. All right, Robert, I kind of mentioned it earlier in the open. Will we or will we not have a vintage Bloomquist moment? It could be light at the scales, <laughs> late, or is he going to be quiet all weekend and just hopefully he can make some features? You know, is, is that is that really a question? Yes. <laughs> you told got, me to ask you nothing we, hard. We uh, I know, but you're right. We've got to have a Bloomquist moment, do we not? Yes. I, mean, I don't. Let's let's think it. Let's let's not go light at the scales. Let's steer a different direction. But but we're we're gonna have some kind of Bloomquist moment because you know it's it's anniversary season at Eldora, so we've got to have a Bloomquist moment, right? It's it's a must, and I hope it's. I want it to be the the weirdest of all the Bloomquist moments, though. Is what I'm hoping for, right, Robert? I mean, if he like, comes out and wins, he's one not of these. done before, right? I would like, but imagine if he you know, wins I, too. You know, Bloomquist moments happen all the time. I was doing some research for a, a race I was uh, going to. I think maybe even Davenport, and I was looking back for through some old Davenport clips, and I was like reading a note that said, "The Bloomquist was injured in the pit area." Something happened to his transmission, and, and something hit him in the head. He had to have some stitches before the race or something. There's always a Bloomquist moment, so so I can't expect – I expect there to be one at Eldora, too. Joshua and Kovac had nuggets. Robert, give me a few of your World 100 nuggets, news, and notes as well. Well, I just uh, I just have my eye on a, on a, a few drivers uh, specifically, uh, and the first being Chris Ferguson. You know, the North Carolina driver has really worked hard to improve his performance over the last few months. But, you know, off the track, Fergie has had a, a very difficult August, personally. Uh, he battled COVID, and then he lost a, a really a dear friend and sponsor, Phil Nye, who was 
who was killed in a motorcycle accident in South Dakota on August 12th. Um, not nigh back Ferguson to his business, uh, diff Tran machining. So that was a really tough loss emotionally, uh, for Fergie. So, so I'm, I'm really interested to see how he carries that weight and comes to Eldor and performs because in three world 100 starts, uh, he's finished 20th, 29th and 23rd. And I look for him to really improve on that, uh, this, this weekend and perhaps top his best ever dream finish, which is third. So, uh, I'm, I've got my eye on Fergie. Uh, the, the next guy I've, I'm looking at is Ryan King uh, from Seymour, Tennessee. Of course, he's the Warrior House car driver. Uh, this week, Monday, in fact, Warriors Mike Knuckles uh, had the Warrior House car over at A2 Wind Tunnel in Mooresville, North Carolina. That. I saw that, yeah. Yeah. So I'm definitely going to be interested to see if they can use any of that knowledge that they learned in the wind tunnel, if that's going to help them at Eldora, because obviously Eldora is a place where, you know, arrow is a huge factor. So uh, I'm not sure he'll have, you know, his notebook open for everybody to read at Eldora, but I'm sure he'll have the notebook looking to see if they can, they can get that car a little faster and, and make these shows. Uh, the next guy is another Tennessee guy, actually from Johnson city. It's Jensen Ford. Um, he drives, uh, TNT race car, you know, his, his uh, parents, uh, Tony and Teresa, own TNT. And uh, he plans to return to Eldora, and he's looking for his first ever crown jewel start. Uh, he was at the Dream in June, and he finished sixth, I believe, in one of those uh, $10,000 prelim features. And then he kind of had some trouble after that. So uh, I think he's hoping, obviously, I texted him and, and, and uh, kind of communicated with him. And I I think he's hoping that he can take what he learned in June, like most people who go up there for the first time, and parlay that into his first ever World 100 start this weekend. Um, and then I guess the last guy that I'm really kind of curious to see what happens with is Nick Hoffman. I'm interested to see what you know Team Zero does with the modified stand out there. He had uh, both Bloomquist cars on the track at Davenport last weekend, uh, trying to you know I don't think he was comfortable in one, and he was just he's driving both of them and practicing both of them and just basically trying to still get comfortable in those cars and i think he even took a shock or two off of his modified and put on one of those cars to see if it would help him get more comfortable and kind of get the feel that he's looking for in those cars so i'm i'm curious to see what team zero does with him if they bring him back up there to, to race with scott or not so uh, i'll have my eye on that situation as well who wins the world's 100s robert who are your two winners or one winner maybe well I'm going to go, first of all, Kovac. By the way, let me say this about Kovac. He's, he is, when he talks about looking for detailed stuff, he's detailed. This cat, <laughs> he is always the last person to go to sleep on the last night when we're at Eldora. You know, you guys usually head out pretty soon, and usually it's me and Kovac, maybe a photographer too, hanging at the, at the house there. And I'll wrap my stuff up around 4 a.m., I've got to go to bed. Kovac, he is still banging on that typewriter, man. He's still going, computer, he's still going. So, so yeah, he looks for details. Uh, kudos to him there on that. But, anyway, he stole one of my picks is where I'm going with this. Uh, I'm going to go with Hudson O'Neill because I picked him to win. I picked Hudson to win one of the dreams back in June. And I realized that maybe I was just a little bit ahead of myself because since then he's obviously – performing much better and has had a, a really really good season kind of let me down in june but i'm going to stick with him let's go hudson get this done for me 
And then I'll say Chris Madden finally breaks through and wins at Eldora. That's my second pick. All right, Robert. And I'm not saying I'm not saying which is which, which <laughs> order, but those are my two. All right, Robert. Work on those headphones, all right? We'll see you at Eldora. Thank you. Oh, <laughs> see you, buddy. When I was going through and setting up this video cast, I ran a test on my good friend Dustin Jarrett, and I left him off the list. He passed the test immediately. He messaged me and said, what the hell, man? You left me off the video cast. DJ, it was a test. I'm sorry for that. I, you, you come in hot for me. Make up for it right now. What are your first World 100 thoughts after I left you off the preview video cast list? I forgive you. You're lucky <laughs> I forgive you. For that. <laughs> uh, I, my first thoughts are I am I'm stoked, man. I am, I am genuinely jacked for the World 100. And, and full disclosure here, like, and, and you guys know this, when, when we do this as much as we do, sometimes we just kind of go through the motions. We, we might be excited about an event or about a race, um, but, but some of that could be fabricated because of all the work that we've done and the time we've put into it and everything else. I can honestly sit here right now today and tell you that I am so unbelievably stoked for these double World 100s that we have coming up uh, because there's just there's nothing like it. This is it. There's no arguably about it. This is the biggest weekend in the history of dirt late model racing Amen. think about that think Amen. about the sport think about everything that we've done think about the track the prestige the history of this event and we are embarking on the biggest weekend in the history of dirt late model racing that has me genuinely stoked for these two shows dustin Jarrett, this might be the most important question that you've ever been given are you going to be able to handle James Essex for four <laughs> days at Eldora during the 50th World 100? We you know how he gets emotional. I cannot, oh, he's going to cry at least three I times. cannot imagine how bonkers he's going to be. So you got to keep him, you know, tied down a little bit, okay? Oh, my. <laughs> I, I am... I am ready, and it uh, you know James will James will have his uh, his coke in his hand up there, right? Like he will be there. He'll be there. Will be note cards laying on the floor <laughs> and everything else, and and uh, I will come home with a bruise on my right shoulder from James hitting me in the shoulder, saying they're three wide and, and everything else. But uh, yes, I am. I, I think, because James and I have, have done this for, man, this will be the 12th year that, that we've done this. I, I, I think I think I can contain him for four days. That's, that's not an easy task, though. What, what, what this weekend, DJ, is going to surprise us is what I'd like to know. Do you think there's going to be anything that we're going to leave the weekend, the, the, the four races, and go, man, that kind of surprised me? Anything like that pop up on your radar? Uh, it's it's probably easier to tell you what's not going <laughs> to surprise us. I mean, I, I, and, and I say that truthfully. I mean, we we've talked about how great the crowds are going to be. Uh, we all firmly believe that. We've talked about what we think the the car counts are going to be. Um, I probably stalk the weather as much as anybody. The weather looks fabulous right now. Uh, no, none of that R word in the forecast, and I mean mid upper seventies each day. So those are all things that, that I don't think are going to surprise us. Along with the guys running near the front, I think we're going to have, you know, Larson and Davenport and Overton and, and McCready and Shepard. And those guys, I think are all going to be contenders at some point during these two world 100s. But what will surprise us, I think is, is somebody inside the top 10. And we've seen that over the years. When you look back on, on 
the last four or five World 100s, you know, we had Chad Simpson in the top 10 in 2019. We had Gilpin in 2018, uh, Zach Dillon the year before that, Michael Page in 2016. So there's always kind of a surprise driver that finds his way in there. And, and maybe surprise isn't the right word. One of, the, one of those regional standouts just really seemed to run well in, in this big event. I think in one of the two World 100s coming up this week, I think it's going to be Nick Hoffman. And, and we've talked about it already. You know, it's, there's a little bit of, of uncertainty, maybe which car he's going to be in, but I, I think I'm, I'm very confident he's going to be there. I think he's going to run really, really well. And I think that that might surprise some folks who are going to walk out of there saying, man, Hoffman isn't just a great modified driver. He's a really great late model driver, too. And we've seen him have success in the late model. We have, we've seen him win races at Eldora in a late model. But I think this weekend kind of might be his coming out party where he gets a, a top 10 or maybe even a top five run in one or maybe both of these World 100s. Speaking of both World 100s, Dustin Jarrett, the man on the mic all weekend, who wins these World's 100s? I'm going with Joshua Joyner's pick. He stole it. Brandon Overton wow. comes out of here with the biggest storyline in the history of dirt late model racing. He sweeps dirt late model dreams. He sweeps World 100s and walks out with over one hundred thousand dollars. Wow, that is uh, that it would be a story unlike any other to me in the history of dirt late model racing. If he, it's already a story unlike any other at the Dream. So if he can do it at the World. Uh, that writes itself. DJ, thank you so much. I look forward to your call. And please keep James in line all weekend for us, would you please? <laughs> <laughs> Will do. Thanks, guys. Last guest uh, on, the, on the Integra Shocks and Springs hotline is Todd Turner. And last week, Todd said to me, if you don't need me on the World 100 preview video cast, that's okay. And I said, Todd, if you think I'm going to preview the 50th World 100 and not talk to the godfather of dirt late model journalism, you're out of your damn mind. So the godfather of dirt late model journalism, Todd Turner, joins us on the Integra Shocks and Springs Hotline now. Todd, it's a simple first question. Can you believe it's the 50th World 100? Because I still can't, and I think we've heard that throughout this video cast. It's a big number, and the the – the round numbers, obviously, and all our anniversaries and things always pop out as, uh, uh, you know, more important. And, and because there's two World 100s this weekend, maybe, maybe more so, as y'all talked about, just like what a, what a you know, the biggest, you know, potentially the biggest weekend in the history of the sport. I mean, only only the 100th World 100 maybe, <laughs> maybe will be bigger than this. And uh, and I'll be around to see that with you, Michael. I'll look forward to, to the 100th as well. Uh, you know, DJ said it was. I said it is. I think it's the most important weekend. He said in the history of late model racing, I think it's certainly the most important weekend in Eldora history. Am I being too dramatic or am I right on point with that? Uh, you know, I guess it could go either way. I'm a little bit like Kevin that that that, that we're having both races and, and, you know, and it's kind of, hurry, you know, the winter Thursday, hurry up. We're moving on to Friday. In fact, you know, it's, it's going to be a busy weekend now. Now, will we be able to have enough pauses in between and enough enough time to catch our breath to really enjoy it all uh, instead of it being just such an enormous amount of racing that, that it overshadows a little bit the individual achievements? Uh, and that might depend on how the storylines play out and depending on who wins. Uh, but uh, regardless, I mean, those those thousands of souls that will be there to watch it all, uh, they will be drinking it all in, no doubt. Todd? I've been hearing all these experts, I'm using air quotes here, picking these different winners. Obviously, Overton's a favorite. People picking Madden and Hudson O'Neill, but 
Why is nobody picking Jonathan Davenport? He's arguably having a great year as well. He's been the modern-day king of Eldora, but no one's really picking him right now. I think that that's a good point, and I and I think I feel like in the in the Thursday dream when he was kind of coming forward, I, I felt like, oh, here here he comes, and this is going to be it. And he just kind of petered out there. And this season, he and Overton kind of like are dueling for driver of the year. I think we all kind of can see that. But Overton overall has been more consistent. Davenport's had some definitely some big wins, and he's neck and neck in victories with Overton. But when he is not in the mix, often he is not in the mix. And I think maybe people aren't as confident he can be up front. Uh, but, you know, his record in the last five years of Eldora, uh, Davenport certainly uh, deserves consideration here. I just think people are hesitant to, until maybe they see what he does uh, Wednesday or Thursday to see what he's going to look like. Todd, I wasn't going to give you the news, notes, and nuggets section, but the hell with it. I need to know what Todd Turner's thinking. Give me a couple of those nuggety news items as we head into the weekend. Well, this is one I saw a little bit from Joshua Joyner. He, he had pointed out that uh, after Bronson, uh, Kyle Bronson won at I-80, he's only been in the top 10, 10 twice in the Lucas Oil Series. Uh, and which, you know, he really has kind of struggled. And this was coming off the, the Dreams weekend when he was, you know, right there, you know, potentially uh, potentially a winner there. Now, he's the guy, I mean, kind of guy at Eldora. If the cushion's there, or if there's something up top, he, he's one of those guys that can make that happen along with Pierce and, and some of those other guys. But, but he's going to have to turn things around from what he's done uh, through the end of August. Uh, and I wanted to talk about Josh Rice a little bit. I hate that. Uh, uh, me too. I hate that to find out that he's going to be there. And another guy, uh, environmentalist, will be glad to hear he's not coming because <laughs> of, you know there was more smoke than the California wildfires uh, uh, at the Dream there. And but but hey, if we if that means we get to see him race the rest of the year, that that'll be great. Uh, and then one more thing, just the size of the starting field. You know, Eldor kind of tweaks tweaks things over time. Uh, we're back to 28 starters for this uh, for this race, which I, you know, I, I, I grew up and and kind of remember the 24 car starting field. So that that kind of uh, is precious to me. That was from 1977 to 2004. Uh, then they went up to 28, and then we started as many as 32 cars uh, in recent years. And and to me, I, I like the exclusive exclusivity of being a World 100 starter. You know. Uh, to be that regional or weekly guy who can who can say, hey, I started the World 100 such and such year. Hey, if there's only 24 cars and and you know these days maybe 100 cars are there, but even in the old days when there's 200 cars there, to say you started that race, uh, you know, super cool. So I'm glad to see him going down to 28. I doubt we'd go down to 24 again, but. But the 20, I'll take 28 over 32 any day. Todd, we've heard all these other clown imposters pick, right? All these other so-called experts. Really, only one pick matters, and that is of the godfather, Todd Turner. Who wins this weekend both shows? I, I got to ride Overton until he doesn't win. Yeah. Uh, um, and for obvious reasons. I mean, he's just, you know, and sure, lots of things can go wrong at Eldora. But, man, when you see him out front there, and, and you know, just a few weeks ago, uh, at Florence, uh, a very similar feel when he's out front there and everybody else is back in the back kind of banging around and, and doing everything they can to keep up with him. And he's just kind of tooling around the middle of the track. It's really impressive. And, uh, you know, it harkened back to the dream weekend. So I would, uh, I would expect, uh, unless things go terribly wrong for him, 
he, he will be in that same groove and uh, and likely, if not out front, uh, right there in the mix. Todd, we heard yesterday on the video cast that you were deemed an international playboy for once bringing two women to Pensboro. Can you agree with that claim that you are, in fact, an international playboy? Well, the the third one de- declined my invitation. So, <laughs> yes, I guess, I guess so. All right, Todd, thank you. I appreciate it, buddy. We'll see you at Eldora. Bye. Yeah, God, thank you to everybody who participated in our media roundtable for the 15th year. We'll be back with Brandon Shepard after a quick break and more fun facts about the World 100. Are you looking for the best race shirts on the planet? Impact Race Gear has you covered. With first-class artwork and state-of-the-art screen printing equipment, we service the entire racing industry from dirt late models, sprint cars, modifieds, to asphalt and drag racing. For shirts your fans and sponsors will love and deserve, be sure to call on Impact Race Gear for your next project. Visit our website at impactracegear.com or call 1-877-743-8337. We make it easy to get the best race shirts on the planet. If you want a free lifetime subscription to Dirt on Dirt and Flow Racing and you're looking to buy a new car or truck or van or a used car, truck, or van, I got a perfect solution for you. Head to Bomb Chevy Buick in Clinton, Illinois, and if you buy a vehicle there, you get a lifetime subscription to Flow and DOD. That's an unbelievable deal. A lifetime subscription. The folks at Bomb are incredible to work with. I love them to death. It's about an $8,000 lifetime value, by the way, if you're in your 30s. Bomb Chevy Buick in Clinton, Illinois. Check them out. One of the best sponsors we have here at DirtOnDirt.com. I wanted Derek to take a look, by the way, before we get to Brandon Shepard, at some fun World 100 facts before we get to Sheppy. Obviously, with 50 years of a race, there's there's a lot to an event, right, that people don't know or the fact that this race, it just has so much rich history. So, of course, Todd Turner, who we just heard from, cooked up these world bits for us. How about this, Derek? In 49 World 100s, 337 guys have started the race. The brothers, Johnny and Stormy Scott, were the lone first-time starters in 2019. And I love this next statistic too, the near misses. Pat Patrick and Don O'Neill both have four top five finishes without a victory. That is the most in race history. Five drivers won with their lone top five finish, which is kind of crazy. The only time they finished in the top five, they won. Don O'Neill, man, that's all. You, you would have thought Don O'Neill, he got a dream. He never got a world. Yeah, that. Well, I just remember that heartbreak hotel of that tight shot in uh, 2010 yep. when he was leading. Carrier uh, and him. And is and, that. Yeah. No, I'm talking about 2010. Oh, where he, he blew, blew it, right, bro. You can see him just smacking his hands against yep. the. Uh, steering wheel. So yeah, heartbreak hotel for Don O'Neill at the World 100. As Todd alluded to as well, we're back to 28 car starting field. It'll be the smallest in 11 years. We've been up to 30, so only 28 the first time since 2010. And none of the first eight winners won the race again, Derek. Larry Moore was the first repeat winner at the World 100 in the 11th one, and I'll have Larry on with me at Eldora this weekend. He is a character to he say the least. He is a legend at Eldora. Every time you think of that place, he's definitely considered probably Mount Rushmore. Uh, absolutely. Of late model racing at the Big E. Longhorn 
chassis have won three out of the past five World 100s. And how about this? 50 drivers, 50, it's perfect that I love it's the 50th and this number is 50 drivers have multiple top five finishes. How about this? Scott Bloomquist has 19 top five finishes twice as any other driver. That is, even when he doesn't win Eldora, Derek, he's uh, That's decent. I think he has like a million runner-ups. I think he has more runner-ups than top five, it seems And like. here's a bad statistic for our next guest, by the way. Single-digit cars have won just two of the last 13 World 100s, Derek. So anybody driving a, a car with a number one on it, maybe not looking too good for this coming weekend. What do you think about well, that? Well, we're going to break the curse, so you might as well get him on here on, on the air here. He's going to break the curse. One of the many pain points over the years for Illinois residents <laughs> is that up until Dennis Herb Jr. had won the Dream in 2016, no Illinois driver had ever won a major late model event at Eldora, the Dream or the World. Of course, the same year, Bobby Pierce in 2016 also won a World 100, so it happened twice. But for a long time, Illinois drivers were just shut out at the Dream and the World 100. The only one other Illinois driver has ever won a major Eldora race, Brandon Shepard in the 2019 Dream, and that came right down to the wire. But Sheppy, who is arguably the best dirt late model driver in the country over the last five years, has never won the World 100, despite, I think, being a favorite at least a few times headed into the event. Let's talk with him about that now. Joining me on the Integra Shocks and Springs Hotline is the New Berlin, Illinois native, Brandon Shepard. And Sheppy, let's let's go back first. Prior to Dennis and Bobby's wins in 2016 and your dream victory, it was just painful for us Illinois folks, wasn't it? It was hard to go there every year and shut out. That was hard for us, wasn't it, Sheppy? It was, man. It, I always, uh, you know, I, I have love-hate relationship with Eldora. <laughs> um, you know, we we won, um, I think we won both the prelims at the World in 2015, and I didn't make the race because they inverted six. I started six, and long story short, I didn't make the race in, in 15. So, and then on uh, in the dream, I started on the I won the sixth heat. I started on the pole of the feature and I ran like dead last. And I was like, just so frustrated with Eldora because <laughs> it's got such highs and such lows and it's really hard to make the race. And when you get in, you got to be really good. And, um, <clears throat> you know, we were fortunate to win one there and we actually, I feel like that's not even the best car that I had with Eldora. I felt like the best car i had at eldora was it in 2017 at the dream whenever i ran second uh, and scott won and uh you know it's it's just such a humbling place and it really means you know I, i'm sure anybody who's ever won there i'll tell you that it is like you get out and you're relieved <laughs> and you're happy and you're you know, it's it's just a whole nother feeling on a whole nother level. Sheppy, is there anything to the Illinois struggles at all for guys? Is it as simple as, and I'm, I might be simplifying it, hey, Illinois guys are more bullring guys, and this is a big sweeping half mile, or is it just kind of a luck thing? I mean, the Shannon Babb thing was obviously shitty luck. You've had some shitty luck. Is there anything to the Illinois thing, or it's just been a, a matter of bad luck over the years? Uh, man, I... I I like to think there's nothing to it, you know, and that it's just bad luck. Um, I feel like our uh, program's pretty good on bigger tracks, and, um, you know, Eldor is definitely a lot different than anywhere that we go. And, 
it's definitely a tricky place to get around uh just the the shape of it and the banking and the way that you uh just the way that you race the track so um i think a lot of it's luck but man like i said you're you got to have your your stuff together when you go there and it's just a really hard place and and there's i mean all the best guys in the world go there so it's it's just a tough deal you know, you're someone who can appreciate the history of dirt late model racing. I think that's one thing us Illinois guys really do is appreciate the history of the sport. As we roll into the 50th World 100, Brandon, can you sit back and appreciate that? The fact that this isn't just another World 100, man. This is You're about ready to race Brandon Shepard in the 50th World 100 this weekend. Yeah, it's definitely crazy. Um, you know, when I first started to think that I'd be – participating in that would you know i wouldn't have necessarily thought that coming from you know where we come from and and my dad was fortunate enough to go to a few a few races at eldora in his career and um you know the ultimate goal was to be able to to race for a living but um you know going to eldora was just a whole nother deal back then so um you know to be able to say now that i'm I've participated in all these races and be able to, to win one is, is huge. And it, it, you know, it means our sports doing good, I guess, you know, to, to say that it's been around for this long and it's been, it's as big as it is now. So, um, definitely means the world to me to be able to, to, uh, be involved in such a great event. Sheppy, obviously you led some laps the first 60 or so at the Dream back in June, but do you feel like, and I feel like maybe outside looking in, that this team's more prepared for these two World 100s than they were back in June, even though you led laps? I feel like maybe you guys have gained some speed in qualifying, and just overall I feel like your speed's getting better and better this year. Yeah, it is. I, I can't even really pinpoint as to why we're um, a little bit off this year compared to years past. Um, we're just, we keep searching and keep trying to make ourselves better, you know, and, uh, I definitely feel like we're a little bit more prepared this year going into the world than, uh, or for the world than we were the dream. Um, even though we had a pretty fast race car all weekend at the dream, um, we've just, <clears throat> the early in the races were really good and we got to get a little bit better late in the races than I I think we know how to do that, but, uh, you know, luck's got to fall on our side and we've got to be able to get a good starting spot and be able to set our own pace and be up front at the end of the race. I feel like, Brandon, there's not a year that goes by where somebody doesn't tell me, man, Eldora's different now. It's different than it used to be. And I feel I feel like I hear that every year. You tell me, is it different in 2021 than it was in 2020 or 2016 or 18? Is Eldora really that different? I kind of trust your expert opinion on this more than the other people I hear from. Uh, I really don't think it's that much different, honestly. Um, there's so many variables in our sport that, uh, you know, it's a dirt track for one. <laughs> it's never going to be the same twice. Never going to be the same twice. Um these cars are so finicky and so touchy anymore that, um, <clears throat> you know, you could be off a little bit on your setup and make the track feel like it races different, you know? So in my opinion, I don't think the track's really that much different. Um, you know, the tires and there's just too many variables to just say, well, the track's different, you know? 
Um, and it could be a little bit of banking here, a little bit of banking there. But like I said, it's a dirt track. It's never going to be the same twice. So we got to take what we get and make the best of it. Okay. I want an honest answer to this question. You and I have a very good relationship with each other. So I would like an honest answer here. I know that you respect the shit out of Kyle Larson, as we all do. But, and again, I want an honest answer here. Are you, despite the fact you respect him, despite the fact that you guys are friends, are you a little tired of hearing about Kyle Larson? Come on, Sheppy, be honest with me here. Be honest with me. <laughs> uh, you know, I think like everybody, a, a part of me is a little bit. But at the end of the day, um, <clears throat> he's not doing anything but pushing us to be better. You know, um, we all know that he's a freaking wheel man and he can obviously drive anything you put him in. So, uh, for me personally, I just want to, I want to race against him so that I can beat him, you know, and I know we can, and he's, you know, he's been tough and it's, but like I said, at the end of the day, he's, he's a racer and he knows how things go. You're not going to win every race. Um, but you know, we, We'd all sure like to, you know, and he's done a damn good job of, of, you know, making the most out of all of it. But <clears throat> I, I like Kyle, like you said, um, he's a damn good race car driver and I, I like racing against him because it pushes me to be better and to, uh, to drive harder and to try to do great things like he's doing. And, uh, so it definitely gets, you know, Oh, Kyle won here. Well, Kyle won here too. Kyle won here the next day. Okay. Well, at this point, I'm just like, okay, is the, I mean, was he not supposed to, or, you know, like at this point I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Kyle won another race. Whoop de do. <laughs> you know, I kind of, I'm, I'm just like, I expect it. Right. Now. I'm right. To it, so. Uh, let's let's be clear here. You've not had a bad year. You touched on this a little bit. You said you didn't exactly know what was off, but you know you've got 13 mm-hmm. wins. You're going to win a third straight Outlaws title. Your fourth championship overall. It's going to end up being a solid year, but not this 30 win barrage <clears throat> that you've had in the past. So I guess I'll I'll put the question this way: Are you kind of like, can everybody get off my ass a little bit? We're still going to win 18 races. I can't win 30 every year. If do, do you feel that way a little bit? I definitely feel that way a lot. Uh, <laughs> you know, we've as as up and down as the year's been, it's still been pretty good. Um I feel like we've got out of our comfort zone more this year than we have in the years past. Um just pushing ourselves to try and be better and to um uh, figure new things out and to try to get better across the board for for rocket chassis as a company and uh just all of us learning together and me learning stuff for the b5 even and um you know it's it's definitely been a an up and down year for us but it's been it's been fun for me to a certain extent to try new things and venture out of that box a little bit yeah the success hasn't been there um as much but <clears throat> i think it's going to benefit us in the long run doing what we're doing right now so um and it'll definitely benefit uh rocket chassis as a company so, so. get off his ass derek are you ah, still okay. going to win 18 or Calm 20 down. races get off his Every, ass I've suave never, i mean jesus geez. god 
<laughs> Sheppy, you know that's not true. But, I mean, I'm going to go directly to the source because I've heard from, like, several people through texts, message boards. How's it feel that you're not going to be in the Rocket One next year? Like, that's – I mean, everybody's saying they're already saying it's done. He's out. It's over He's with, out. out. I mean – I'm sure you've heard some crazy shenanigans, too, like I have. But it's just kind of, you know, I don't know. I just think it's kind of funny that, you know, a year when you win a championship and maybe you could easily win 20 races and you're going to be kicked out of a <laughs> out of a decent ride. So, I mean, hope you – I mean, you could always work here if you want. Yeah, we'll hire you, Sheppy. <laughs> well, Mark's actually – Mark's asked me um, two or three times in the past probably – in the past probably two or three months. Um, he's like, hey, uh, I heard – I heard you were doing something different next year. I'm like, well, <laughs> I mean, not if I don't have to, uh, you know, like, am I getting fired? Oh, no, you're good. I'm like, okay, well then I'm good. I'm not, I don't plan on going anywhere. I mean, so no, uh, as far as, unless you guys know something that I don't, I'm sticking well, with it. Well, Derek would like to hire you here as a contributor for sure, yeah. but uh, you know only if Mark fires you, right? And until you're fired for Mark, you so have you got one more? Also, for me? I think I think you're trying to pinpoint something of why you guys have struggled this year. I think it's the keto diet. I think keto has kind of made you lose your edge a little <laughs> His bit. His weight Jeffy. differential. Yeah, what's up with that? Don't 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 tell Mark that because he might he might think you might be right. <laughs> He Sheppy doesn't weigh enough. He had had the perfect weight before, and yeah. he's lost some poundage. He needs to. Yeah. Sheppy, you need to start eating nachos no. and shit. He looks great though. This I will weekend, give him that. He okay? looks great. He looks great. You're gonna need to put some lead under the left side. Yes, yeah. yes. Last couple things, Brandon. What is your favorite thing about Eldora that has nothing to do with the racing? What's your favorite Eldora thing that's not racing related? Oh man, um, not racing related. Maybe it's the campers. Well, maybe it's the parties. Maybe it's Jason Fager's crew hanging out until 4 a.m. every night. Maybe it's – what is it? Well, I haven't done that in a while. So, um, You know, for me, I think it's getting um, my whole family kind of in, back involved um, and being able to spend a little bit of time with them, even though it's, you know, just – a little bit of time before the races and a little bit after it's, um, you know, old five S he don't come out very often. He don't go to very many races, but, uh, my dad, he comes to Eldora and, um, and Missy and then both my kids and my fiance, Michaela, um, for me, it's getting just to spend a little bit more time with them at the races and have them be a little bit more involved. Um, than what they would be kind of throughout the year. So I think that's that's most of it. That's a great answer. Final question, Sheppy. What would winning a World 100 mean to the kid from New Berlin, Illinois? I may just retire and come work dirt <laughs> on dirt. <laughs> That'd be epic. It, it It's, I mean, I you'd be, can you even put it into words, bud, what it would mean to hold that globe no, up? No, honestly, no. Especially if, if we were able to do it this year you know, as up and down and crazy as this year has been for us. Um, it would just be unreal, honestly. Um, you know, to win the dream at Eldora was a really, it was a huge accomplishment for our team and for everybody involved. But um, to do it again would just really be, to win at Eldora again, I should say, would be um, 
I feel like a lot of guys have went and won one time, but then, you know, oh, he got lucky or all the, you know, social media blows you up like you got lucky or whatever. Well, when you win it twice, then you seal the deal on it. So I feel like we need to get another win at Eldora for sure. And uh, that would mean, you know, I think that would really push it over the edge for me for sure. Derek, did you know before we let him go, Joel's mad at us right now because he's waiting to go to lunch with Sheppy and we're about a half hour late. Uh, and Joel's, I told, fine. I told Joel <laughs> to calm Joel's down. Fine. I'll hand him some money for lunch when, when we get All there. Right, perfect. He's the three-time <laughs> World of Outlaws champion. He's the current points leader. He's still chasing his first globe, as is his car owner, Mark Richards. So it'd be pretty special for both of them. Maybe this is the weekend for the Rocket House car and for Brandon Shepard. Shepard, Brandon, thanks. Good luck, buddy. And we'll see you at Eldora, all right? Thank you, man. Appreciate yep. it. One final quick break. Back after this, and uh, we'll wrap up our World 100 preview video cast. Dirt Track Fantasy Racing is here with Dirt Draft. With action from the hottest drivers across all major dirt series, put your knowledge to the test with Dirt Draft. Sign up, draft your team, and redeem points for hundreds of different prizes. And for the first time ever, you can be crowned an official series fantasy champion. You can't play all season if you don't play today. To play, just go to DirtDraft.com or download the Dirt Draft app today. Become a fantasy racing champion. Established in 1983, FK Rod Ends has been the industry leader for both midget and micro racing. Family owned and operated, we take pride in our products and our name because we know you value yours. Visit our website, www.fkrodends.com, to find out how you can join our winning team. FK Rodends, to beat the best, you've got to use the best. conversation about the sport that we've had all year, every moment that's occurred from speed weeks to the heat of the summer, leads up to this one night, this one weekend in September. There's there's absolutely nothing in a sport like the World 100. Every time I just think about it, you know, I get cold chills thinking about the place. I, just, I love that place. That's never changed in almost what, 50 years now, I guess. For the 49th time, we all go home again this weekend. Maybe there'll be another 06. Maybe 21 will do it for the seventh time. Maybe one of the kids of one of the legends will pull up their seat to the kitchen table and we'll be telling stories about them one day. Maybe, maybe. You don't live here, but you are from here. We all are. Welcome home to the World 100.
Son of a bitch, how about that, huh? Suave still probably one of my favorite pieces I have ever worked on. The Welcome Home video in 2019 for the World 100. I mean that. Uh, going I have to goosebumps. Going to uh, McParty, you have goosebumps. Yeah, chills. Uh, it is. It is still probably one of my favorite pieces we've ever worked on in the history of the website. Website. Uh, it just, Derek. It is. It's like going home when you go to Eldora. It is like going home for me. I mean, there's been some people have been going for 50 years on yeah. the same weekend. Besides maybe the couple first original ones. You know that second weekend always. Yeah, it's going to be a bananas. And also, like, my final thought is none of those Nimrods picked Jonathan Davenport to win. I don't know, like, if you guys have never seen him here in the last five Three or six years. Three out of the last five World 100. Yes, right. he won the Intercontinental. He's won a Dirt Lay yeah, Dream. Yeah. I, I, and it's a, it's an odd year, I, too. 2017, 15, 19, 21. Yeah, that, I mean, it's year of the Davenport, 49. Yeah, I, uh, I was going to go ahead and make my pick now before we got to any final thoughts. I think Jonathan Davenport it for sure wins one this weekend without question JD's going to win one. And, you know, I, I just don't know that it's going to line up right for Brandon Overton this time. I just think, like, can you imagine him winning another one this year? It just seems too implausible. I like uh, Davenport and McCready. I like those two Longhorn cars to win. Yeah, I'm gonna go, I like JD. I like him for sure. I'm going to go with uh, – I'm just going to say Elena Lincoln guy wins one. Not who, but – Could just, be Bobby. Could be Sheppy. Yeah. Could be Dennis Sherb Jr. Be could awesome. be – oh, God, if Shannon – I think sentimentally we all want Shannon Babby oh win a World God. 100. We burn right? it down. Uh, do you have any other <laughs> final thoughts, Swab, before we head out? I mean, I'm, not, I'm kind of speechless that we're already here for the 50th World 100 – just like what Earl and Bernice started back in the day to Tony just continuing the torch. It's going to be one hell of a fun weekend. Hopefully everybody can uh, control their liver. It's four days. <laughs> we don't like to have a good time. I mean, just behave out there, people. Don't forget, if you want to watch the World 100, there is only one place to do it. Dustin McParty, throw up that full screen. The 51st and 50th World 100s, September 8th, 9th, 10th, and 11th, all four nights live only on Flow Racing, every lap, every moment, every detail live on Flow Racing only. And don't forget, just 72 hours after the World 100 is over, Castrol's Flow Racing Night in America returns to Falls Fairbury Speedway, America's Dirt Track, Tuesday, September 14th. Derek, we will have that race live. We'll be live on site, Derek. No studio show. We'll be live at Fairbury that night. That's what uh, it's meant to be. It'll be fun to kind of follow that up. And then just one week later, we'll be at Farmer City as well for Castrol's Flow Racing and Night. And Rigsby, America. I just wanted to say this with all these races coming up from tomorrow. Yes. Starting September 2nd until the end of Farmer City, Jonathan Davenport is racing for $291,000. So there's a lot of money up for grabs. And like 20 years ago in September, oh. it wouldn't even be even a thing. One race that paid 32000 to win at Eldora, and that was it, yes. right? So, you yeah. didn't have Knoxville or any of these races. Yeah. So it's going to be a one hell of these next 19 days. That is it for the 15th. God, it's hard to believe. The 15th time we did the media roundtable for our entire staff, all of our editorial people that were on, for Derek Kessinger, of course, over there in his cockpit seat and for Dustin McCarty who does just such a brilliant job switching these video cast productions thank you so much that was an hour and 20 minutes of unbelievable world 100 content we cannot wait to see you at our home everyone's home in dirt late model racing Eldora Speedway for the 51st and 50th world 100s which you can watch exclusively live on flow racing we'll see you at the big E